Ministry Bits, episode 027, recorded November 18th, 2014. Worship Software with Joe Chase. Ministry Bits is proud to be a part of the AIM network of podcasts, and you can find more information and free downloads there at adventuresinministry.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ministrybits, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ministrybits, and the show notes for all this episode's links and everything that we mentioned here in this episode will be at chadl.co slash mbits slash 027. Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete those as appropriate whenever and however you're listening. This is the Ministry Bits Podcast, episode 027. And we are very, very happy to have Joe Chase, the preacher for the North Loop Church of Christ, and the director of the Four States Praise Camp over in Texas slash Arkansas slash that area. Joe, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. have a little bit of a cold, but hey... I'm alive and on this side of the ground, so I'm doing okay. Well, I think everybody, when when you get, you know, 20, uh, 15 and 20 degree temperatures in November, in the middle of November, I think everybody's yes. going to have a cold, so. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. Well, uh, but doing great. Yeah, great. That Well, thank you for coming on the show, and, and we really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to talk about, like, pre- presentation software, worship software today. Uh, Joe, and, and you are kind of a... You're you're a aficionado of that kind of things, and you've used a lot of different programs. So just let's uh, let's jump in and let's start talking about stuff. Okay, sounds great. Um, I begin with uh, PowerPoint. Of course, is the staple. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we make slides uh, for every part of the service, whether it's um, for the Lord's Supper for prayers or whatever each section of the the uh, service is scheduled out that way with a slide coming up so everybody that's taking place in the service knows when they're going to come up and knows what to do we also project our lyrics uh for the singing we use what is called paperless hymnal Mm -hmm. which projects both lyrics and the music together it's probably the only program out there that really does a good job of that uh and i know i've I've talked with the paperless hymnal guys and they um they make it it, kind of an issue for us is what i I think a lot of congregations are moving to hd projectors which natively do widescreen format instead of the four by three full screen format yes and and you have to kind of modify paperless hymnal stuff which is not that hard um once you do it once you i mean a lot of congregations you i know we use multiple songs you know um this a, a lot during the year and we've just got a, a folder that we've formatted those from from uh why uh, full screen to widescreen the reasoning behind that i think they said was that most churches, I mean, I think he said something like 95% of churches are still using full screen. So Yes, yes. Most of them are using the, the smaller square instead of the rectangular uh, 
widescreen. And it still but, looks you know, great, you know, either way. Yeah, it does. And, you know, if if you will open that program in Keynote and just say widescreen, it will actually fill the screen, uh-huh. but it'll still be the same size. Uh, and it won't look it won't, it won't look stretched yeah. or anything. Yeah. It won't look wonky like if you went in and tried to stretch the the slide itself. Yeah. So it works out pretty good that way. And and for yeah. those who don't know, PowerPoint's um, I guess Nemesis is is Keynote and it's on the Mac and it is free. And um, I don't know. I, I could I could really go in depth talking about the differences between PowerPoint and Keynote. I know Joe, you have a Mac. Um, yes. And and do you primarily do you like to which one do you like to use more? You know, I've used PowerPoint so much. I mean, I've used it since way back in the uh, archaic days of DOS. So wow. Uh, power, yeah, PowerPoint. I know it better. It's easier for me, and you can do a lot of things uh, that you cannot do in Keynote in PowerPoint. But I'm making the transition over to Keynote just because uh, I like Mac and I want I want to use the Keynote. And uh, and Keynote has uh, it seems like it's just a little bit cleaner. It's a little bit faster to me. Uh, I can put a presentation together twice as fast yes. in Keynote as I could in uh, in PowerPoint. And and the reason behind that is just it seems like it's more freer and you can move stuff around a lot a lot better. And you can select things a lot quicker. Uh, there is, you know, we say this, and there is a brand new version of Microsoft Office that will be coming out for the Mac next year. So who knows what kind of advances they're going to make. You know, Microsoft is really pushing their products and services division really hard right now. And they're making a lot of great products. And uh, they actually made Microsoft Office, is worth mentioning as well, made it free for the iPad last week. Yes. And um, that allows you, it doesn't give you the pro hardcore features necessarily, but they made it to where you, you don't just, you can't just view PowerPoints and Word documents. Now you can actually uh, edit them and create them and different things and and sync them up to Microsoft office 365 and different things like that. So Microsoft office has come a long way. It used to, I stopped using it after I got out of college because I didn't have to use it anymore. And I have been a dedicated Pages Keynote uh, guy for, well, seven, six years now, six or seven years now. And I really haven't looked back. Um, There's been some transition issues. Uh, If I create a Keynote on my Mac and I want to run it up to a PowerPoint on the PowerPoint computer here at church... You know, there's some things that don't carry over. There's some things that don't right. look right. and But I think you'll find that going from a different version of PowerPoint to another version of PowerPoint as well. You will. You definitely will. The biggest thing that I have found is that if you save in Keynote format and try to go to PowerPoint, it will actually zip that file. And there's two different files in that zip in order to import it into PowerPoint. So... That that's one added thing that makes it a little more difficult, but it's it's possible. Yeah, and and you just have to know that that you can't run in with a keynote presentation uh, yes. if you're speaking <laughs> if at a speaking engagement if they've been running PowerPoint 2003 for ten years, right. and you can't roll in there and say this is going to work just fine. You may have to spend five or ten minutes with it and tweak it and everything like that. Um, I've noticed um, that on I have a Retina. Uh, MacBook Pro, a 13-inch Retina MacBook Pro, and with the high resolution on Keynote, it looks great, first of all, when you're making it on your computer and everything like that. 
But I tried to take it like I had a speaking engagement in Kentucky last weekend. The text, everything, the images looked fine. I don't know why, but the text was like incredibly small. And they had huh. to bump up the text size for some reason. Even even when I was saving it directly from Keynote to a PowerPoint file. You can do that, by the way. You can, yes, you can. tell our listeners that. You can save uh, both in Pages and Keynote. You can save uh, to a uh, PowerPoint PPT X file or a PPT file, and it will make yes. it native for that. And it may not look right like it did, but it still it still works. Let me also tell you that if you're using the paperless hymnal, when you save that original uh, PowerPoint from paperless hymnal, do not save it in the PPX because they have a special compression on it that will take all of the lines off of the staff. <laughs> and it'll no longer look like music. Wow. So you really, yeah, that is a, that's a glitch in their compression software. Well, I've found so, that saving in PPTX in general is a bad deal because stuff like that happens. You know, I don't know yes. why, but stuff like that happens. So. so, you know, be a good steward of your technology and check it before worship time. Uh, make sure that everything looks right and I always do a dry run. People probably think I'm nuts when they come to the church building and I'm in there basically preaching my sermon, going through the song slides and everything, just to make sure there's nothing like that. So I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's nuts at all. I think that's uh, just proper uh, being prepared because you've got to make sure that you know because and and I think we underestimate how important it is for a congregation to be able to ignore something. And what I mean by that yes. is that, when you have a glitch with these systems and these these uh, presentation systems, everybody knows it, you know. Yes. And and you can only have you only get a couple of gimmies on that, and then yes. it starts to become well, you know, you get the church members who says, you know, if we all used our books, then instead of the PowerPoint yep. to sing from, then it would be, and then you get the gripers and complainers and stuff like that. So yes. it doesn't take very much. You've got to make sure that your 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 presentation is pretty flawless. Yes, sir. Well, along with the PowerPoints and the keynote and the paperless hymnal, there are a lot of songs that we will do at Praise Camp that have not made it into uh, the paperless hymnal yet. Uh -huh. So I have a program that's called Finale. Finale is a music notation program that will allow you to take the music and lay out your own slides and put the lyrics in. And that way you're making your own paperless hymnal slides to use on the latest uh, music that is out there. Now you actually have to know how to uh, write the music out. If you don't have a an arrangement of, our, of it already, you have to do it yourself, but it is possible. Yeah, and that's really cool. So you that. can actually arrange songs with the notes, just like you would see on um, yes. on the on the the paperless hymnal, and you can actually arrange those out, and so people can look at them and sing them. Yes, and you know, there's a lot of times. Do you remember the old song "Break Thou the Bread of Life"? Yeah, mm -hmm. that song has nothing to do with the Lord's Supper, <laughs> and it just it just bugs me when our song leaders use that for the Lord's Supper. Uh, but there is an, uh, another song that was written by Ellis Crumb back in the 40s that is a Lord's Supper song. So I took 
that song and put it into PowerPoint through through finale. And now our song leaders can lead the right song for the Lord's Supper <laughs> because it irritated me so much. And, you know, there's a lot of songs out there that uh, we might have some spiritual heartburn about the wording on uh-huh. that we can change them and uh, make them more scriptural. And uh, that's that's what I use finale for. Okay. And it it's and we use it for our praise camp, uh, which we'll talk about praise camp a little bit later on. But um, the PowerPoint key keynote and finale are all the programs that I use almost on a weekly basis to put our songs together, put our worship together. Uh, I I use PowerPoint or Keynote for my sermon notes uh, and sermon slides. Uh, we do a little. Uh, communion thought and I'll put pictures that are appropriate for the Lord's Supper during that time. So I use a antique version of uh, Photoshop uh, elements for that to for any graphic that I have to have to make. And it works really good. It's old, but hey, I still know how to use it so I use that. Yeah, and if it still I, works, I would, you know, advise to, to listeners, if it still works and you know how to use it, uh, if, especially if it's a highly complicated software like Photoshop or even Photoshop Express, what you're talking about, hey, yes. stick with it. Uh, on the flip side of that, I kind of wanted to add that um, for the Mac, I don't know about, I know you can use GIMP on Windows. Uh, GIMP is actually a really good uh, program for uh, basic photographic creation, image editing, yes. different things like that. There's another one called on the Mac specific called Acorn that's really good. And then obviously uh, you can go to the Mac App Store for 15 bucks and get Pixelmator. Pixelmator is uh, probably Photoshop's biggest competitor right now. And it is fantastic for creating graphics. And that's, I mean, it's, it's not hardcore image editing. It's not any of that kind of stuff, but it's got some really powerful features. But you have to have something like that if you're going to do any kind of presentation in order to make it your own. Exactly. Whether it's announcements or whatever else, you've got to be able to do some graphic manipulation. And there are and, YouTube videos and there's all sorts of instructional things about how to use uh, different features in Photoshop and all sorts of different right. stuff like that. So, And the best way to learn any of these programs is just play with it and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll mm-hmm. discover things. You're not going to break it to where it can't be fixed. So just play with it until you know well, the program inside. Well, out. I don't know about that with Photoshop. You can you can break Photoshop pretty good. You hit you hit one. I had one guy call me and he unchecked something like one little box and it completely messed up all of his image uh, exporting wow. and stuff. So yeah, you can you can mess it up. So I would say if <laughs> I get be cautious with it. If you don't know what that setting means, don't mess with it. You know because it's okay. probably just. <laughs> It's probably just, he, it, the fact was he, he was going from like a 24, he thought, you know, I'll make this a 24 bit file instead of a 16 bit file, oh, which okay. I have, I really, I even as technical as I am, have no idea what that means, the difference, but apparently right. it just completely messed up his images and stuff. So I told wow. him to uncheck. If you don't know what the setting means, just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately in my uh, elements, it's it's so simple yeah, and it's geared pretty down basic. that that there's probably I haven't been able to mess it up, and if I can do it without messing it up, I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But I I do that, and then also one of the great ways that I use PowerPoint slides or presentation software, I marry that to 
my recording studio. I have a Pro Tool system where I can go through and record a song, record each part of the song, and put that into a PowerPoint and have it scroll through the song, just like a karaoke uh, file. And I use that in the mission field to, to teach music uh, and teach all four parts. And one Very guy cool. can do it out there. And it, it, it comes across pretty easy. It, it, it's kind of labor intensive because you have to actually set up the PowerPoint. You have to record the music. You have to make sure that it's correct. And you get sick and tired of listening to your own voice. But it's, it's a great tool to use in, in the mission field or even here in the United States where um, we have new music that we don't know how to use yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I can send that ahead to a singing and the, and the church can learn the music that way. Another a program you've got here on the outline here is you use um, a program called Song Show Plus. Uh, tell us about yes. that a little bit. Okay, Song Show Plus is a, is a presentation software that will bring together all of the various elements of your worship service. It will bring your PowerPoint program together. It will bring your sermon notes together. It will bring all of your various presentation items together in one big format so that it flows seamlessly and you're not sitting there trying to change from one thing to the next thing. It's all together. For instance, uh, if you have an, an announcement scroll with, say, 20 announcements that's just going to sit there and loop and loop and loop until the service begins, then you would put in a counter uh, maybe two minutes before the worship begins so mm -hmm. that people know, okay, it's time to get quiet and, and move into the auditorium. And then uh, come the song time, it flips over to manual to where your guy with the clicker can sit there and change the, the music. It's really the slides. great. Yeah. And, and also for the, the preacher, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. I don't want somebody changing my slides for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I'm preaching, I want to know exactly where I am, uh, in the presentation as well. So that's what song show plus is. There's a big learning curve on that. Uh, when you import all of the various aspects, whether it's a PowerPoint, a video from YouTube, or maybe you had your kids do a video announcement for a camp that's coming up or something like that, mm -hmm. that all dumps into this uh, to this uh, Song Show Plus, and you build your whole program around that, and it's seamless. That's really and at great. The end of, at the end of the service, when you're done, you just bring up that... Uh, announcement scroll again and it plays as people are leaving that's what song show plus is there's other programs out there like that uh there's media shout there's a new program by logos that's called proclaim oh wow looks, yeah i'd heard about that that they were doing that um, and it looks like something really really nice we're looking into uh trying that out to see if maybe that's the direction we want to go Song Show Plus, very very expensive software. Yeah, it's about three ninety nine, four ninety nine for the software, but um, it's it's pretty comparable to uh, the others. Pro Presenter is another one that um, yes. like people like to swear by, and uh, these are programs. I mean, you, you you like you just explained it. You throw 
everything into them and you arrange it how you want and you don't have to switch over anything. You don't have any hiccups in your service. And, uh, right. you know, we talked about, you know, you can only, you, can, you don't want to make everything look as professional as possible. And that this is how you do it. Uh, you have a, you have a good uh, pro presenter program or you know, presentation program rather. My whole idea in, in using this technology is so that we're not going from worship and then there's a big break that we're doing something else coming back into worship. And that's what happens when you have to change from this PowerPoint program to another PowerPoint program to a video. And you know that even though it only takes a couple of seconds, people are looking at that on the screen and it takes their mind out of the, the worship experience. Yeah. So these programs make it much more uh, seamless and there's not that hiccup in between each each section of worship. Very cool. I, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I really like the uh, Pro Presenter. It's It was built for Mac and uh, it's much easier. The learning curve is, oh man, it, it, you can sit down and within 10 minutes, you're building a program. Whereas Songshow Plus, you have to take their tutorials. Mm -hmm. So if you're a Mac guy, jump in there for Pro Presenter. They're about the same price. Uh, Songshow Plus, pretty much so a PC. Uh, Windows is about the only way to go. Yeah, Pro Presenter is actually a little bit cheaper. It's the uh, the single user license is three ninety nine. Um, so. Yeah. But you can get a site license. You can use for houses of worship only. It says right here for uh, seven ninety nine. So you can put that on any Windows or Mac program that you want to. So definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, we use a lot of uh, we use Apple TV on televisions in our classroom. Yeah, I was going to ask you exactly what do y'all use in your classrooms, and how do you what do you use to present uh, your preaching, uh, and and how do you do your sermons? Go ahead. We're very fortunate in that uh, my wife has an iPad. She teaches in one class. Uh, another one of our teachers uses an iPad. And then uh, the, the other adult class at our church, the guy has a PC. And he uses a program called Parrot, which basically... Yeah, Air Parrot, uh, that's a really good program. Yeah. And it it's basically will talk to your AirPlay. And... Actually, it seems to be a little more stable than AirPlay does. And I, isn't that a shame? That, that is that a shame. PC, <laughs> that PC is going to run a Mac better than a Mac. I and, know. I know. I'm, star I'm sorry, Steve Jobs, but <laughs> <laughs> that happens to be the case. Uh, and each of our uh, um, teachers basically uses any, any PowerPoints that they want to use. They use it for video uh a, a lot of they they have the nest videos our elders are are really don't like to have musical background uh, -huh. uh musical instrument in the background and you'll you'll hear so, that a lot in a lot of different churches as well so it's real easy for us to go through and just turn that volume down and then the teacher can narrate uh, a lot of the time so there's ways around, and the, the Apple TV has just made it so much easier just to walk in there, flip the flip the little switch on, and your iPad is connected. Uh, there's no wires or anything like that. Much, much better way of working. <clears throat> very, very cool. 
And uh, what I mean, you use. Let's see, you 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 preach from an iPad, correct? Yes, almost exclusively now, and uh, I use Accordant software. Uh, I'm a little bit weird in that even if I'm not going to project a uh, slides of my sermon, I build my sermons in Keynote, and that way I just have each of my points with supporting scriptures on my iPad uh, in, in Keynote, and then I just hit, hit the next one and I know the next point that I'm going to make. Works out better for me, and it keeps me from chasing rabbits. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it, it's a it, it's easy to lay it out. It's more of an outliner than anything. So that's the way that I use for my, for my sermons. Well, very cool. Well, any other uh, before we get to kind of closing closing out the show here, any other uh, uh, software or pre- presentation software or anything that you use there? Uh, that's about all that we use at church. Now at Praise Camp, we we do use both Keynote Keynote and uh, uh, pro presenter, uh, we teach finale, and uh, we record uh, through Pro Tools. Pro Tools is a very high-end yes. digital audio workstation, which will allow you to record uh, well up to sixty-five different parts at one time. If you had sixty-five microphones, yeah, Pro Tools is do- very, very professional, is it not? It's it's the industry standard for recording. Yes. Yeah, and it's it is it is the best thing out there if you wanted to do a little uh, uh, if you wrote a song and you wanted to send it to Nashville, you would want to send it in a in a Pro Tools file because that's what they're going to use there. But it allows you to go through and clean up uh, recordings, even of old sermons that have a lot of noise in the background. Oh yes, yes. I can go in with a with a what they call a plug in and zero in on a particular frequency and pull that out. And, and you it can just see a, cleans it. Uh huh. You can see a big spectrograph of that, and you can actually see that hiss or that popping yes. in it. And you can just take that whole thing out without affecting any of the voice, any of that uh, at all. It's it's absolutely incredibly in depth. And you can you can even when I was doing radio work, you had to have you know three three minutes twenty three seconds was as far as you could go. So. Sometimes I would be four minutes and be a little bit long, so I could go into my Pro Tools and use a time compression thing uh-huh. that didn't didn't alter your voice. You didn't start sounding like Alvin the Chipmunk. It uh, took speeding out it up. It took out some of the uh, the the pauses and everything, and and it yes. would it would do that very very smartly. Yeah, some of that. Yes. So, so, now, uh, uh, other recording uh, software like this that people have used professionally, Adobe I know makes a sound booth. Yes. And they also make a, uh, Apple used to have something called Soundtrack Pro, but it's kind of fallen into, uh, I guess, disrepair that people don't use that they, anymore. But They are now using a program called Logic. That's right, Logic, Logic Pro. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar at all with GarageBand, Logic is GarageBand on steroids. Yes. And it's becoming uh, a, a competitor to uh, Pro Tools. So... The ones that are out there that that if you're really into this geeky stuff uh, is Pro Tools is the is the daddy. There's a new program called Studio One, 
and then logic and digital performer and unless you're going to do some major recording you would never never need that if you're going to do a podcast get the free version of audacity and yes get their get their little mp3 converter audacity looks like it's from 1998 but it really really works very it well does. i have never had that program even on a mac uh, I've never had it stutter or quit on me or, or, but it's in constant development. It's really, really great. Audacity is, is, and best part, it's, it's free. So, yes. And they have come out with tons of plugins, uh, noise compression, uh-huh. uh, time compression. There's all kinds of great little tools that you can add in. You can add in reverb, you can add in mm-hmm. delay. All kinds of cool stuff. And you do have to have some plugins as well that you have to download. Uh, the Lame Library, you have to download that to um, convert it to MP3, different things like that, because they can't include that in the software because of like right. copyright stuff. But once right. you get it all ready to go and downloaded, it's absolutely uh, fantastic. That's what we use for all of our audio sermons. It's very quick. Um, it will compress. I think it will compress a 50 megabyte... No, it's even more than that. A 50, about a 50 or 60 megabyte MP3 file, uh, spoken word sermon, down to about 12 or 15 megabytes and still oh, retain yeah. the quality. It's absolutely outstanding. It is. And there's it no is. reason not to have that on your computer. Even if you just do very mild audio editing here and there, uh, Audacity yes. is, is perfect for that. And if you have a Mac, obviously um, GarageBand built-in is really good. And it has some of those compression features like you talked about and timing, different things like that. Uh, but if you want to get into, if you're into really hardcore stuff, Pro Tools, Logic Pro is where you want to be. And those yes. uh, those will be the highly technical programs where you can take stuff and archive stuff that's from 30, 40 years ago. That's that's the, the stuff that they use to remaster all these old recordings, like from Led yes. Zeppelin and from the moon. The, I, I know the, the moon landings, um, actually, the uh, NASA released a ton. It was about two weeks ago on their SoundCloud account. They released a ton of um, remastered audio uh from the from the lunar missions from the old mercury missions and all this other stuff and they and they used um uh, pro tools to do that with so very very cool stuff i'm glad you mentioned soundcloud that's one last thing that i'd like to mention uh at praise camp every year uh, praise camp basically yeah tell it tell us about praise camp and then yeah tell us about the soundcloud the uh, the account that you have states praise camp is the old-fashioned singing school uh, where we teach the do re mis, we teach how to read music, we teach song leaders how to lead. Uh, we like to call them worship leaders. There's a big difference between a guy that starts a song and a guy that leads a song. Mm-hmm. But we also teach um, poetry. We teach how to uh, uh, do photography. Different things that that we're using in worship now. We're we're giving these kids the opportunity to learn uh, in that environment for an entire week we're together. We take 13 uh, songs that you would hear on the radio and we arrange them to where they can be sung congregationally, a cappella. And at the end of the week, all of the people that are there, we go in and we make a recording of those 13 songs. I post them to SoundCloud 
and the kids can just go there, download that MP3, and they have it for the rest of their life. It's kind of like back when we were in band, and we got a, I'm going to date myself, we got a, an LP of that recording. <laughs> now you just wow. go to the, now you just go to SoundCloud, and you have the treasured memory of 2010 Praise Camp, 2014 Praise Camp. And it's free, you know, as long as you're not doing tons and tons of, of storage there, it is free. And it's yeah, I, can, I forget what their limits are, but yeah, most of it is free. I think it's free up to a certain, I don't know if they measure it in minutes or if they measure it in like megabytes or anything like that. But I think it's I actually, it's free up to a certain point. I think each file has to be under a gig. And I think you can have five gigs on there at one time. Ah, okay. If you've got a gig of, of audio, that's a lot of audio. No matter yes, how high quality it is, that's a, that's a lot of audio. It is. Now, I use, I use SoundCloud also to send uh, big files like that to somebody to do a master of a recording. So I do run into that. that uh, if you're running 25 tracks... You can get a file that big. Have you ever heard of Libsyn? L-I-B-L-I-B-S-Y-N? Yes. That's 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 kind of an archiving service for audio and and I think video as well and podcasts and stuff. And, you know, you can do the same thing with, uh, oh, uh, well, I've forgotten the name of it, uh, Mudcat, which is basically a uh, Smithsonian of all kinds of audio podcasts, singing, uh, all kinds of stuff. So that's mudcat.org. And you can go on there and find all kinds of old commercials and stuff like that. That's really cool. cool stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, as we uh, get done here, before we say our prayer, uh, what, where can we find you on the Internet, Joe, as far as your blogs or uh, Twitter or your, uh, your church website? I do maintain a blog. If you'll go to uh, www.northloopcoc.com, and then on that opening page, there's a place that's called From the Heart, and that's my weekly blog. We have, I have Facebook. I'm on there, of course. Twitter is Chase Joseph, and then also Acapella Worship Leader uh, is also my Twitter handle. Okay. All and right. uh, you can, of course, you can reach me through uh, Google Plus or just through email at chasejoseph at gmail. And uh, I'm happy to do any anything for the Lord. If you have a recording project that you want to fix some old recordings of sermons, just let me know and I can either consult or help you with that in any way. And we will have these links available on our show notes page. That will be at chadl.co slash mbits slash 027. And uh, we'll link to the Four States Praise Camp SoundCloud page and the North Loop uh, COC page and all the Twitter pages, all that different stuff, and all the links to the things that we've mentioned here in the podcast today. You'll be able to find those. And Joseph, thank you for being on the show today. Let's, um, let's say a prayer, and then we'll, uh, we'll end uh, our show today. Okay. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful, uh, blessed day that you've blessed us with. Thank you so much that you have allowed us to be in the situations that we're in and the jobs that we're in, Lord, as ministers in your church. Lord, help us to use these tools and technology uh, as ways to expand your kingdom. Have them h- Help us to have them never be a distraction 
uh, to any kind of the work that we're doing to spotlight your son in everything that we do. Please help us to remember uh, your son's sacrifice in everything that we do. Help us to make sure that we remember uh, your son in all things and to be as Christ-like as we possibly can in everything that we do. Thank you so much for our talents. Thank you so much for the people that you have put in our lives. Thank you so much for our congregations that we work for. And thank you so much for your son as well and his sacrifice. And it's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joseph. And uh, we will have, like I said, all the links at chadl.co slash mbits slash 026. And uh, you can check those out. If you have a podcatcher and you're, uh, you're looking at those, you should be able to access those show notes uh, kind of by flipping them around. I know in Instacast, you can look at those and a couple of different podcatchers that you have on your phone. Uh, you can access the show notes right there uh, within the podcast thing. So you don't even have to go to the website. But yeah, Joseph, thank you so much for talking to us. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Chad. You're doing a great service for the Brotherhood. Uh, a lot of us old guys wouldn't know anything about technology if it wasn't for you young ones pushing us along. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And um, make sure that you uh, go and uh, follow Joseph there and ask him questions and uh, email him about audio stuff. Safe to say he's an expert on this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, make sure that you uh, get with him if you have any questions about recording or even restoring. I know there's probably going to be a lot of churches that want to talk to you about uh, maybe even uh, how to restore old recordings. I know we've got a stockpile of old recordings that are just gathering dust, and people would love to have those. That's gold just sitting there. Okay. So, but anyway, thank you so much. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ministrybits. Be sure to like our uh, like that page and then go to Twitter and follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash ministrybits. And we hope that you go out and have a blessed week. God bless you. Thank you. 